we look at all of these things, the hows, but we never look at the actual action of doing. And so to get over the fear of starting is simply this, and I'm going to take this into a writing lens. You just got to do it. You just got to sit there and focus on one word at a time. Nothing else. Don't think about what it looks like. Don't think about if the sentences don't match. Don't think about every single word has to resonate with person. Because trust me, the more words you write, the less and less it's going to actually resonate. There are very few writers today who every single word that they write resonates with every single reader. It's just the nature of the beast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Live Your Truth Now podcast. I'm your host, Mike Ligori. You can listen to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so last week we talked about the fear of being seen and some ways that you can overcome anytime that you get a fear of being seen. And this week, we're going to talk about the fear of getting started. Yes, that's right. If you're a human being, which I know you are, and you are listening to this podcast, chances are that you have had a fear of starting something. You've had a fear of starting a podcast like this one, a YouTube channel, a TikTok page, an Instagram feed, whatever the case may be, even a business. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of you out there have wanted to start a business, but you haven't done it. And why? Why have you wanted so badly to start something that you know is significant to you, that you know helps people, that you know could serve the greater good, that you know that it is in alignment with your wants, needs, and desires, and living your truth now, right now, living your truth just like the show is named, Why Haven't You Started It? Well, it's interesting enough because I actually went through that in 2008. I had a fear of starting to become a writer, which is how I got my start. Two years after being removed from four years of military service and two tours in Iraq, I came home and I was looking for the next thing. What was the next thing that was going to give me some sort of purpose, significance, make me feel I was part of something bigger like the Marines did. You know, the Marines did a really great job of making me feel like I was part of a mission, of a unit, of a cause that was going to dramatically change the way the world interacted in a positive manner, empowering others, protecting my country. There were all these things that that branch of the military did for me. And when I came home and I no longer was serving in the military, I didn't have anything. I didn't have a purpose. I didn't have a service that gave me a uniform with a name tape that had my name and the branch of service I was in, which said U.S. Marines. I didn't get any of that. I came home and I thought to myself, I'm just like everybody else. I'm average. And honestly, that scared the crap out of me. So I went back to school thinking, you know, I'm going to go probably work in software sales in the heart of Silicon Valley, make some money. That might give me some significance. You know, and I thought about playing college sports and I played a couple of years of college sports and, you know, I thought about maybe I'll take a shot and going to the pros. Now, I have some athletic ability, but not enough on the scale of some of these guys that you see at the NFL Combine. If you guys got a chance, side note, if you guys got a chance, 
to recently watch the NFL Combine. Uh, those are some large humans moving at incredibly, incredibly fast speeds and are as strong as you could possibly imagine. So it was quite a feat. And, you know, I kind of laugh and look back at that, that dream and desire to thinking I could play in the NFL. And whether I could or I couldn't is the point. I had a dream for that. But the commitment piece of getting started to feel as though I could compete at that level prevented me from even starting to train for it. So when that dream died, as quickly as it was conjured up in my mind as being feasible, I went to something different. And what I went to was writing. Now, before I wrote and became a writer, I had two English classes under my belt. And I think both of those grades, I got a B and a C plus. I was not a great student, but you know, sitting down as a writer, the interesting piece was out of all the things I was ever afraid to start, the writing was the one thing that created the most fear in me. You see, I had no clue what I wanted to say. I had no clue of what I was going to say was be of significance to somebody else. I didn't know what made a really powerful sentence. I didn't know if my stories were going to be any good. Hell, I didn't even know what I wanted to write about. I just figured, hey, what does it take to be a writer? You sit down and you write. I also had dreams of, of course, like most of us do, that when we start something, we're going to get this magnificent, grandiose result at the end. For those of you who have written books or want to write a book or thinking about writing a book, it has crossed your mind at one point, I'm going to be a New York Times bestseller. People are going to buy my book in droves and then Oprah is going to interview me on Super Soul Sunday and I'm going to sit right across from her. And trust me, I'm laughing, not at you. I'm laughing with you because I've had those same dreams and I've had those same aspirations. Every time I sit down in front of my keyboard and I write a blog post, I go, man, my brain just starts conjuring. But I go, man, I am about to right now write the most compelling, heartfelt, insightful piece in the history of mankind. And then what happens is, is that my brain starts acting up, creating some sort of anxious moment where, what if my piece doesn't do well? What if it isn't good enough? What, Mike, what if you don't have anything to say? You think you might have something to say, but do you really, really truly have something to say? That's an interesting thought because every time we get close, and I talked about it last episode about this idea of resistance, this idea of every time we meet resistance, that you know it gets harder and harder for us to overcome that fear. The resistance that I felt writing that book was very, very strong. Even writing that blog post was very, very strong. That, that's happened to me multiple times. And so how I got over that fear of starting to write that book or to write that blog post was simply telling myself to take it one word at a time. If you're a writer out there and, or somebody that wants to write a book, we always get caught up in the, in the house. To borrow from the great Mike Dooley of Notes from the Universe, the first thing that he talks about is, is that stay away from the cursed house. And I love that saying is because we get so caught up in how something is supposed to look, to feel, to provide value, how it's supposed to be presented, the end result. We're supposed to look at the promotion strategy, marketing. We look at all of these things, the house, 
but we never look at the actual action of doing. And so to get over the fear of starting is simply this, and I'm going to take this into a writing lens. You just got to do it. You just got to sit there and focus on one word at a time. Nothing else. Don't think about what it looks like. Don't think about if the sentences don't match. Don't think about every single word has to resonate with person. Because trust me, the more words you write, the less and less it's going to actually resonate. There are very few writers today who every single word that they write resonates with every single reader. It's just the nature of the beast. So in the case of writing, focus on the word. One word, then the next word, then the next word. And for those of you who want to think more on a macro level, let's talk about that real quick. On the macro level of things, when it comes to writing a book specifically, you want to give yourself a word count. Because here's the thing. A lot of people, when they say, well, how many words do I need to have a book? And when you say everything like 60,000, 80,000, 120,000 is generally when a publisher will look at you, people go, oh, that's a lot of words. But let me break this down for you. If there's 365 days in your, and trust me, I'm not the best at math either, but I'll give you a rough estimate. If you wrote a hundred words a day for the next 365 days, you have 36,500 words. That's it. 36,500 words, which if we use the numbers that we used earlier, that's over half of a 60,000 word manuscript. In one year, if you just wrote every single day, a hundred words. Now imagine what it would be like if you wrote 200 words a day. If you wrote 200 words a day, well, you would just do 36,500 times two. And then you would have more than enough, more than that 60,000 that generally people need at publishers to look at a manuscript to read your book. So really, let's dive back into the fear of getting started when it specifically comes to writing. So what's the holdup? If it's only 200 words a day for an entire year, what is really holding you back? Is it the actual act of the book or is it that you think your words won't matter? And I know this all too well because it's something I encounter every single day. I deal with it. Writing a book's hard. Writing a book's hard to get started. It's definitely hard to get finished. And it's definitely hard not to get in your own head about if it makes sense or not. It's the same thing with a podcast. It's the same thing with that business. It's the same thing with a relationship. It's hard to get started because you always want to end up on the right foot. You always want to make sure things are going really, really smooth. The reality is though, you can't guarantee that. No matter how much you plan, how much you strategize, how much you think in your head, you know all the different ways that something could go wrong, that can go wrong, that will go wrong, and you have a battle plan for that, doesn't matter. Not everything is always going to go according to plan. So know this, to get over the fear of getting started simply is to remove your expectations of what it means to start. That means removing the cursed house. That means removing the word count. That means removing the 
intricacies of how much you think something needs to be or what it has to be before you get started or the perfection or the excellence or the strategy or how it looks to other people. Every single person that has a profile with thousands, tens of thousands of followers, millions of followers, all started somewhere trying to figure it out. Anybody who has a podcast with millions and millions of downloads, this is one of my this is one of my go-to stories when I talk to clients or people when they talk about podcasting or when even they just talk about books or just anything that I get to have the privilege of having conversations with. I tell this story about Joe Rogan. So everybody that I've encountered that starts a podcast thinks that they have to be Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan does roughly, I read somewhere, 99 million downloads a month. That is more <laughs> than a majority of the news outlets in this country. If you're in America, in this country, in the world, there's a majority of more downloads than those media stations get news. But people forget that Joe Rogan just didn't pop up out of nowhere. It wasn't like he just showed up one day in the middle of spring and he got 99 million downloads. That's not how it happened. Joe Rogan's been podcasting for over 10 years. I think he's on his 12th year. And if you watch like his first episode, and I'm not sure if it's on YouTube, but I remember watching his first episode a long, long time ago. He spent like the first 10 to 15 minutes trying to figure out how to get the mic to work. The first episode, he was trying to figure out how to get the mic to work. And here he is over a thousand episodes later, I think over 1300 episodes later, and he has the world's biggest podcast. Joe Rogan at the time didn't think about perfection. He didn't think about the cursed house. He just did it and he stuck with it. And that's the second point that I want to make today is that once you get over the cursed house and you just start and you just do, the focus now needs to be on the consistency piece, showing up every single day, getting better at your craft. Just like anything else for all of you out there that are gym enthusiasts or fitness enthusiasts or people that like to read or want to build skills and habits to make yourself better. Here's the thing. What's the number one thing that takes you from good to great? Consistency, showing up. You only get better if you go to the gym more and more. Rest days are important, sure. Supplementation is important. Diet, very important. But really, what's the secret sauce? The consistency piece. Just like when you save money or you invest money, it's not a one-time deal that's going to make you rich. It's multiple times. It's frequency. Every single time that you get paid from your employer or you make money off one of your investments or you do something that creates income, you invest it. And then over time, your investment grows and then the interest grows and then you get more. I hope you guys are seeing where I'm going with this. To get over the fear of starting is to remove the cursed house and replace it with a do and a consistency model. Show up every day, do what you were supposed to do, do what it takes, put effort into it, try it out, take notes, be a scientist. See what works and see what doesn't work. Trust me, I'm doing it right now. I just relaunched this podcast a couple weeks ago with this intention of, I'm going to stay consistent. I'm going to podcast. I'm going to do it. I'm going to launch an episode. I'm going to put myself out there. 
And I'm going to be able to give myself an opportunity to really create and serve people the best that I can to get over this fear of being seen. So I hope that was helpful for you guys. Quick action points for you as we take this episode to a close is that any time that you want to start something, the cursed house is the way that keeps you from actually taking initiative or taking action. Just do it. Just start. Take the first step. You're going to make mistakes. It's not going to be perfect. You're learning. Everything you do is a learning experience and it's meant for you. So go try something new. And if you're not in the season of life right now to be starting that business that you want to start, that's okay. Start on the plan. Start on figuring out what it is that you want to give to people. Figure out your customer base. Just start making progress toward what you're trying to do. And then the second piece is the consistency piece. So it doesn't have to be a business that you're starting. It could simply be just getting back into the gym. Remove the expectation that you're going to have a six pack or you know, you're going to have 6% or 7% or 10% body fat. Remove that expectation the first day you get into the gym. It's a building block, brick by brick. One time, the next time, the time after that. Soon you go from one day a week to two days a week to three days a week, then four and five. Soon it becomes ingrained into you. To close out the show, I saw a clip the other day with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he was on the Logan Paul podcast, the Paul Brothers podcast, I should say. And one of the things he was talking about was training. He said, I trained today. I trained yesterday. I trained the day before that. I will train tomorrow. Training is part of my life. It is who I am. It is what I do. And that really resonated with me because it is training. It is learning. For him, it's weightlifting. But for you, it's just getting started. It's just the consistency. Show up. Embrace your fear. Lean into it. Know that this is what you want more than anything else. So thanks, guys, for tuning in this week to the Live Your Truth Now podcast. If you like what you heard and want more content like this, visit MikeLagori.com and sign up for my free newsletter where each week I send you a lesson, a story, or a tip that will help you stay encouraged and inspired in living your truth now. Also, my latest book, The Road Ahead and Miles Behind, is now out on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. If you want to get your copy today, I greatly appreciate it. Please click the link in the show notes. So until then, be well, be easy, and I will see you next week. Mm-hmm.